Welcome to a world without morals, without good men, without the fear of God. A world where the few good men are killed, and everyone does what they want to do. Sound familiar? Welcome to that Bible story you've probably never heard. I am your host, Drew Hill. Today, we tell the story of the first king of Israel. No, not Saul. He was the first king chosen by God. No, this was a king who did his own thing, and so did the city of Shechem. However, God always has the last word. Are you ready? Then stay tuned for The First King of Israel, found in Judges chapter 9. Gideon, the great judge who rescued the Israelites from the Midianites in a glorious victory won by God, judged Israel for 40 years. They tried to give him the kingdom and said his sons could reign after him, but he refused, saying God would rule over them. He had recently died. He had 70 sons by many wives, and one of them was named Abimelech whose mother was from the city of Shechem. He'll be the focus today. He has gone to speak to his uncles and other family members in Shechem. Family and friends, I have a favor to ask of you. It will be worth it for you, I assure you. What is it? You know my father, Gideon, had 70 sons. You know the people also wanted him to be king, and his sons after him. Now, does it make sense for all 70 of them to reign, or just one? Go ask all the men of Shechem. And remember, I am your family. I will do so, as will all your family. The family of Abimelech went to the people with their proposition, and Shechem loved the idea. They agreed to make him king. You may wonder why they didn't ask God, but the one true God was no longer their chosen deity. They served Baal Berith now, and they took money from his temple, 70 pieces of silver, so Abimelech could hire himself an army. That's what Abimelech did, hiring vain and worthless thugs. Then he returned home to Ophrah, where his brothers lived. Hello, brothers. Hello, Jether. Where have you been, Abimelech? I went up to see my family in Shechem. Now, I want you to stay right where you are. Men, grab them. Suddenly, Abimelech's hired thugs rushed in and grabbed the sons of Gideon. Abimelech had them drag his brothers outside near a large rock by the house. What is this? Abimelech, who are these men? What are you doing? Well, Jether, brothers, I'm afraid there can only be one king, and all competitors must be removed. King, competitors, what are you talking about? The men of Shechem have agreed to make me the king of Israel. And since you are the firstborn of Gideon, Jetha, you might try to take my throne from me. So you will have to die. All of you. How could you do this? We are your brothers. If I must die, take me. But let them go. I'm afraid it can't work that way. Bring him to this rock. No! Abimelech proceeded to kill all of his brothers that day upon the rock. Well, except for one. Where is Jotham, my youngest brother? I don't know. Didn't you kill him? No, you must have missed him. Go find him. But they didn't find him. Jotham hid until they gave up and left. What could a kid do anyway? After the murder of his brothers, Abimelech returned to Shechem. The people all went out to a nearby pillar in the nearby plain to make him king. But something unexpected was about to happen that could put a damper on the celebration. You see, Jotham, the youngest brother, knew what Abimelech had done. He heard about the coronation and decided to give his own take on the situation, from a safe distance on top of a small mountain nearby. What a great day to become the first king in Israel. Yes, great indeed. Hear me, Shechem. What is that? It's a child Hear me, on Mount Gerizim shouting. Wait, Hear me. is that my brother? 
Hearken to me so God may hearken to you. There was a day where the trees went out to anoint a king over them. They asked the fruit trees, but those refused. They finally went to a bramble. The bramble said, if you were honest about this, then trust in my shadow. And if not, then let the fire come out of the bramble and burn the cedars. Now, if you weren't sincere in making Abimelech your king and gave what Gideon and his family deserved for saving you from Midian, then rejoice in Abimelech and he can rejoice in you. But if not, then let the fire come out of Abimelech and devour Shechem and let the fire come from Shechem and devour Abimelech. Since you have killed all my father's sons and made Abimelech king, I think I know what choice you have made. There he is leaving. What a strange story. I think I should get him. Oh, don't worry about him. He's just a kid with a big imagination. Oh, never underestimate what God can do with someone, even just a kid. Jotham ran away to the city of Be'er and was forgotten by Abimelech. For three years, Abimelech reigned over Israel, but God had not forgotten his crimes, and he sent a bad spirit between Shechem and Abimelech. Where's our king? I haven't seen him in ages. We made him king, and he never comes by. In his absence, we have to deal with Zebul, the ruler of the city. I didn't agree to let Abimelech be king to be bossed around by Zebul. I'm sure he has good reasons to travel around the country. You're just defending him because he's your nephew. Our lives haven't improved under his rule. We're better off without a king. If only we could get rid of him somehow. Perhaps we should lay a trap for him and go back to the good old days. I know a couple of guys who could make all our problems go away. The men of Shechem sent men to wait for Abimelech in the mountain passes. Unfortunately, they weren't patient enough to wait for the right moment to do their job. How long are we going to be up here? As long as it takes to get Abimelech. Who knows if he'll ever come back. But we do have an opportunity. What are you talking about? We're being paid to stay here anyway, right? Well, why don't we supplement that with a little tax for passing this way? We could rob passerbys. They'll never expect it. I don't know. Look, there's a man coming now. Look at his money pouch. Let's get him. <clears throat> the men sent to ambush Abimelech robbed the people who passed along that way. However, Abimelech heard about it, and so they never got him. A short while after that, a man named Gale showed up in Shechem with his brothers. He talked the people of Shechem into giving him a chance to rule, and he would deal with Abimelech. The people prepared to have a great feast. They harvested their grapes, made wine, and went into the house of Baal Berith. Never fear, people of Shechem. Put your trust in me. Who is Abimelech? Just the son of Gideon. And Zebel's just a petty officer. Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. If only I controlled the army here, I could remove Abimelech just like that. It's time to get rid of Abimelech. He's been king too long. Babe Berith will cut him off. Away with Abimelech. Gale will be our leader. To Gale as our new king! As the drunken feast continued, they cursed Abimelech by their gods and chose Gale to replace him. Gale even sent a message to Abimelech to prepare his army for battle. However, before the message was sent, Zebul, the officer of the city, heard Gale's big talk in their rebellion. He got angry and sent a messenger to Abimelech as well. Messenger, give Abimelech this message. Gale has come to Shechem and is fortifying the city against you. Now bring your army and wait in the field tonight. In the morning, rise early and attack. And when they come out of the city, you can do what you want with them. Abimelech followed Zebul's advice. He got to the city and divided his army into four companies and waited for morning. When Gael got up in the morning and went to the gate, Abimelech began to move. Hey, Zebul, come here. Do you see that? 
There's a group of people coming down out of the mountain. I think you're seeing things. Those are just shadows. You were up late drinking last night. No, really. See, there's more straight ahead. And another company in the plane over there. Where's your big mouth now? You said who is Abimelech that we should serve him. Isn't that him and his army out there? Why don't you go fight him? Gale rushed out his army to fight Abimelech. The battle had barely begun before Gale's men began to run. Abimelech's men killed and wounded several, and a few got back to the city were unwelcomed. Zemo! Quick! Close the gates! Gale, take your men and get out. There's no place for you here anymore. Leave. But Abimelech wants to kill me! Then so be it for traitors like you. After Gale and the rest of his men were kicked out of town by Zebul the next day, Abimelech heard the news. He waited just outside the city until Gale and his men came out of the city. Then he fought him again, and this time they didn't escape. But Abimelech wasn't done. Let us take this rebellious city. They have chosen this gall over me, and now we'll burn it down. They rushed the gates, then fought all day to take the city. Many people died. Abimelech knocked the buildings over and salted the city to prevent growth of plants so the city would not be inhabited again for a long time. Shechem has been nearly destroyed. Many of the people have been killed. However, some people barely escaped, going back to the temple of Baal Berith. It was built like a small fort, so it would be a difficult place to take. Abimelech sized things up and took his men to Mount Zalman. Come, men. Let us cut down those trees. Why? Don't ask questions. Just do as I'm doing. Abimelech took an axe, cut down a large branch, and told everyone else to do it too, quickly. They took the branches down to the temple and set it on fire. About a thousand people died in this attack. Next, Abimelech decided to conquer more cities. Men, it's time to take the bears. They never submitted to me. And after this victory, we can take the city. Let us go. We are with you, king. Once again, his army took the city, but the people escaped to a strong tower. Abimelech fought through the hail of weapons raining down from the top of the tower, trying to light the door on fire. I will take this tower. Take this! No! Oh, my hands! My hands! My hands! One woman dropped a piece of a millstone. It struck Abimelech in the head and he went down. He wasn't dead yet, but he was close. As he lay against the wall, he called out to his armor bearer. Armor bearer, draw your sword and kill me, so people don't say I was killed by a woman. The young man killed him, and the men of Israel retreated from the city and returned to their homes. Thus ends the life of the man who thought he could do his own thing. He killed his brothers to become king, and after destroying his capital city, he dies trying to capture another. The city of Shechem who helped him were destroyed as well. They thought they didn't need God. They chose their own gods, but God was still in control. There's a saying, sin will take you farther than you want to go, it will keep you longer than you want to stay, and it will cost you more than you want to pay. Though people try to deny God's existence and try to live whatever way they please, there is coming a day when God will have the last word. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. How much better it would be if we would choose to serve Jesus now? And that concludes our story. It was written, directed, and produced by Drew Hill. Music created by Drew Hill. And in the cast you heard Jackson Hill, Natalie Hill, Durant Hill, Landon Hill, Michael Claggett, Jonathan Claggett, Joanna Claggett, James Gans, Dathan Tucker, John Beebe, Dylan Van Antwerp, and myself, Drew Hill. I'm your host, Drew Hill. Join us next time for another show. Good night. <laughs>